This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, millions of people suffer with and deal with depression, but some new research is shedding light on a link to brain protein, and it could lead to some promising new treatments or at least a better understanding of depression. My next guest is a University of Victoria neuroscientist, also the lead author of a new paper. It's a peer-reviewed paper called Mitochondria and Mood. Mitochondrial dysfunction is a key player in the manifestation of depression. And uh, Lisa Kalinchuk joins me on the line now. Lisa, thanks so much for being with us. No problem. Happy to be here. Uh, Talk a bit, if you can, about this study, about the paper and what you were looking at. Well, you know, we've been working on this for quite some time now. Uh, You know, this kind of research takes a few years to unfold. And really an important advancement was um, earlier on when we developed a tool to study depression. So, For a long time, it was very difficult to study depression directly because we had no way to really understand it. Um, We didn't have animal models, and it was very hard to study human patients in terms of learning about the biological causes. And so we had to focus on mechanisms of actions of antidepressants, and that wasn't really taking us very far. So uh, a few years ago in my lab, we developed an animal model of depression that allowed us for the first time to really study the link between depressive symptoms, symptoms, and biological changes. And so more recently, we've used this model and we've been able to learn that, in fact, there are some key changes that seem to underlie specific symptoms. And and other researchers around the world are working on this as well. We're certainly not the only ones. But we found a link between a a protein called Relin that we think is really important. and, And we've done a lot of studies now that have basically shown that um, deficits in this protein called relin are closely linked to the onset of symptoms. And how did you actually make that uh, make that discovery? Well, you know, this was, as I said, again, basic research working uh, in animal models and showing that in animals that were showing depressive symptoms. And so you might ask, well, how, how can an animal show depressive symptoms? Well, um, they show a lot of the same kinds of things you'd see in humans, right? So they don't enjoy rewards, they don't enjoy treats or things that, that you know, they normally would like. Um, they show helpless behaviors, they don't try to escape from situations that are bad, they become very passive and lethargic. Um, they can show some cognitive deficits and kind of a lack of interest in learning new things or, or, or being exposed to novel things. And so a lot of the same sorts of um, uh, symptoms can be seen in these animals as in humans. And so we can create these symptoms in the animals, and then we can look in their brains to see what's different. And when we did that, what we found was that there were clear differences in some of these proteins, and the one that seems to be really important is this protein called relin. It's it's fascinating when when you look at that, because you're right, it does seem like depression, it's not like a broken arm. It's not something that, that you can look at and see, well, the bone is broken, we need to fix it. It's trying to figure out exactly what it is that's causing this. And, you know, the thing that's really important about this is that, you know, when you look at other medical disorders like cancer, cardiovascular illness, diabetes, the the biological indicators of those diseases are quite clear, right? We have lots of ways to, to diagnose that. So in a tumor, we can find the tumor. In cardiovascular disease, there's lots of indicators. Um, same for other diseases. Mental health issues are also caused biologically. They're not simply in someone's head. They're, they're, these are medical disorders. But the changes that occur in the brain are very subtle. They're within cells. And the paper that, that you talked about when you introduced me 
talks about this, about how we need to look at the machinery of cells and inside the cells at, at subtle and nuanced differences in the way these cells are functioning. And those um, changes will, will hold the key to understanding mental health issues. And, and so looking at this and the findings when we're talking about the protein relin and the, the interactions in the brain, is it too simplified to say that by, by focusing on that and seeing that that, 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 that is a, has a direct link to depression, then if you were to treat that or to somehow get it back to, to a, a different state, you could then treat the depression? Well, that's the direction we're going for sure. I mean, the one thing you need to understand is that the brain has, as all bodily systems, a lot of complicated cascades of, of molecules working together. And of course, Relin, um, you know, would cause a whole sorts of other changes that, you know, would occur after changes in Relin. So you never would talk about, you know, one molecule as, as being the holy grail, right? It, there, there will be other things involved. But to answer your question more directly, yes, we're working now on, on Relin and Relin peptides as novel antidepressants, and we're seeing quite remarkable effects with that. We're very excited. We think that, that this could, um, down the road, lead to new treatments for patients that would work more quickly and more patients with fewer side effects. And, and that's really the key. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are having a very hard time who are not getting relief from current antidepressants, and so we need to develop better treatments for them. Um, and we're excited about the potential for, for Relin and Relin-like uh, compounds as novel antidepressants. And did you see that, or have you been able to test that, like you said, in the, in the studies that you've done with the, with the animals that, that showing signs of depression? Were you able to, to, have you been able to already test that to see if they do show an improvement or react to Relin? Or, or, or to- we, if we have. Um, I'm a bit reluctant to talk about that too much because we're we're sort of moving that that forward, and there gets to be some intellectual property um, uh, issues around what I can talk about and what I can't. But yes, um, we're really excited because we have tried Relin as an antidepressant, and it does seem to work really well. It's early days; these are still, as I said, in animal models, and so you know we need to move this forward to clinical trial and and there's a road ahead of us to see whether this is really going to work in humans but everything that we're finding in the animal model is very positive and we're really excited about it does it open up uh, as well when we're talking about the brain because it is such an amazing thing uh, is it something like when you when you discover something like this does it then open up different avenues and other uh, does it bring more questions with it as well in that you might find one answer but in finding that one answer you're now faced with 100 new questions well, for sure, um, and, and that's what makes it exciting too, right? Because um, the antidepressants that are used right now are the same ones with the same mechanisms of action that we've had for about 50 years. There are some new compounds in the pipeline, and, and hopefully those will come to market, and, and that'll be great, and, and hopefully they'll improve patient care. Um, but these kinds of new ideas... Uh, are not just important for our research, but they also instigate other researchers to look for similar types of changes and maybe to do research in a slightly different way that will also lead to advancements that will be really good for patients. So, you know, we're working with Relin. We think that this will be um, really important. And, and as I said, we're excited about the potential for developing new treatments. But someone else might look at a Relin-like protein in the brain now and find something similar or something that's even better than us 
that could could advance more quickly. And if that's the case, that's fantastic, right? Um, if they read our paper and they got an idea and they did something that was really great from that, then then that's terrific. Because at the end of the day, the important thing is that we advance the field and, and we develop better treatments for people who are suffering from depression. Definitely, definitely. And I think uh, everybody would agree with that. Uh, Lisa Kalinchuk, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, I look forward to hearing more about this uh, as things progress. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.